Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Tips brought to you by the Hunt Lifty Podcast. I'm your host, Luke, here with our producer, Carter, and our resident homeless guy, Derek. What's up, man? <laughs> what it do, baby boo? What's up, man? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, super stoked. We're kind of getting back in it. Uh, we've still been a little erratic. We started back up in December, got a few episodes out, and then with the holidays and family stuff and everybody traveling, we kind of fell back off. But... As you guys will hear on Thursday, and we're going to talk about it, but uh, consistency is going to be the name of the game for 2022, and we're going to stay on top of this shit. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Derek's going to open us up with some medical tips that I think are going to be pretty solid. Let's hear it, man. Uh, yeah, so um, recently have seen some people talking about packing wounds with tampons. This is a straight no-go. They're for vaginas and vaginas only. Um, the reason tampons don't work is because whenever you have a wound that you need to pack, you need to identify the actual site of the bleed and put direct pressure on that bleed. If you're just blindly packing a, a gunshot or an arrow wound with a tampon, then you're not getting that pressure on there. You're not controlling the bleed and you're, you're only delaying the inevitable at that point. So um, whenever you're packing a wound, you need to identify the bleed, get your gauze or your combat gauze, whatever you have, put it directly over that wound and then pack as much as you have into that and then wrap with an ACE wrap or uh, emergency trauma bandage, whatever you have. Uh, if anybody tells you to just use a tampon, kick them in the sack and tell them they're the dumbest fuck on the planet. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, so I had a t- super embarrassing, actually, for when it happened in high school, I had a tailbone surgery, just super fucking awkward for, you know, having my mom have to pack this gauze in my fucking ass. And like the gauze will actually kind of expand and get into like, I don't want to say like the nooks and crannies of the wound. And actually like, versus like, if you just put a tampon in there, since it's cylindrical and it's kind of fixed shape and like, yeah, it'll expand, but it's not it's not going to actually fill the cavity, right? Or am I wrong there? Uh, I mean, it'll expand to an extent. It's not that much. The whole, the whole way you're attaining um, hemorrhage control when you're packing is just filling that void. So you're going to have to fucking pack as much as you can into that wound until you fill it and then wrap it and, and get that pressure on there. And you need at least three minutes of pressure to control the bleed. That was what I was trying to say, but you just worded it better. Like, yeah, you exactly. Can put so much in there versus oh, yeah. the tampon. The tampon's going to take up a, like a set amount of space because that's the size of the tampon. Versus as you pack the gauze in there, you're going to pack it up, and that's going to fill the actual space. Exactly. Void, whatever. I'm not a fucking doctor. But. You don't say. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think you have made that abundantly clear <laughs> over the course of this. Derek, since you were introduced as our resident, uh, you know, homeless guy. Uh, do you want to share maybe some credentials or background or why you know anything about wound packing before people just run off and stop sticking tampons and things? Uh, I would rather than just take it at my word, but um, I used to be a, a third battalion ranger medic um, and know a little bit about a little bit, especially with trauma medicine. That's better than resident homeless person. Yeah. It's better than Luke not being a doctor. 
No, it's it's great stuff, and, and Derek really is a, a wealth of knowledge, and he's done this shit in the real world, in combat, in high-stress, high-intensity situations. So he's not just speaking from, you know, no offense to EMTs, or you know, but it's not just some EMT course he took down the street. Like, this is legit real-world practical application shit. So definitely take everything he says. The rest of us, when we say shit, take it with a grain of salt. You can take the medical stuff coming out of Derek's mouth at the very least. Uh, yeah. Pretty well. You you can take ninety nine percent of the shit that comes out of my mouth, a gigantic grain of salt. But I know a little bit about trauma medicine. Dope. All right, Carter, what do you got for us? All right, um, my tip this week is leave up your trail cams. I know seasons are winding down everywhere. Our deer season ends this weekend. I've gotten kind of a little lax with keeping up with checking cards and and batteries and. As we're running down towards the end of the season, you kind of maybe lose lose the luster a little bit. I know I've had a successful season, filled a nice buck tag, and kind of stopped checking cams. And uh, I checked them last Friday, and I had a really nice buck show up, uh, a buck I'd never seen before. So right now is the right time of year to get a second win with your trail cam so you can start inventorying, see who survived, See who survived rifle seasons. See who your neighbor didn't sh- neighbor didn't shoot. Um, see how the bucks are looking uh, in inventory for going into uh, this next phase. You know that the deer are going to go m- moving into transition into as a as a winter kind of winds down and we get into warmer months and then the summer pattern. So start inventorying really starts right now. Um, like I said, that, that buck showed up out of nowhere, never seen him before. Wouldn't have known that if I would have pulled on my cameras. And I, I've made that mistake before, you know, uh, pulling cameras, uh, you know, December, around Christmas, towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, so leave them up. Get a second win. Go change the batteries and SD cards. Do you uh, do you think that's because with the winter months, they're just roaming to find whatever food sources are left, or what are you attributing that to? Yeah, I think that's exactly it. And I think – you know, probably in my case, specifically putting those, you know, being successful with those food plots this year, uh, I'm having a lot of deer activity right now when they're, you know, all the fields are cut, uh, acorns are, you know, slowing down. They've moved on to my green fields. Um, and so I, I have a, a wealth of deer right now, which is really cool to see and got my wheels turning for, for next year. Yeah, they're looking for food, looking for the next tasty thing. That's the perfect kind of opener for my tip, uh, which is funny because Carter and I arrived at these separately. We just discussed them prior to hitting record, but uh, mine was going to be pretty much the same thing about taking late season inventory, but just utilizing a different tool. And Perry and I have talked about this in the past and it's the, it's using minerals and you can go back and listen to some of the previous content or podcasts, whatever, for like the specifics of the mineral uh, recipe. And there's different stuff you can use. You can buy the blocks off the shelf and shit, but we prefer to actually go to like Southern States, buy it all in bulk individually and then mix our own and then just put it directly into the ground. Uh, You can dig a hole. Now, like the caveat to this is you need to check all your local game laws and make sure you're allowed to do that because not every state will allow you to either put it in the ground or when you can, when you can't. One of the reasons why we do our mineral now is because in the state of Virginia, once the season ends is when you can actually put out your mineral. And there's different stipulations on how you can and can't do that, but we don't need to get into all that. <clears throat> so definitely check your local game laws before you put out anything. But uh, if the state that you're in allows you to do it, 
Uh, mineral is a great way for a multitude of reasons, but also it's going to concentrate a lot of those bucks and pull them in. And so you can have like, if you, you have, you know, uh, cameras on food, but you can also have cameras on that mineral and you can put them in kind of strategic locations near where, you know, some of the buck bedding is, and then you can get some of the, the kind of bedding patterns for late season as well. That can help you for your late season hunting going forward. And it's just a great way to get an inventory. Plus right now is, depending on the region of the country you're in, there's not a lot of nutrition out there. They're just kind of eating to survive. They're super depleted still post rut and getting that nutrition uh, with the, the mineral supplementation is going to really help them in the long run. And then if you're in a, uh, a I, don't know, I can't use the right words today. You are in a state that also allows feed. It's not a bad time to put out feed, especially like a high protein feed and then uh, kind of stop that and then do another high protein feed right before they start antler growth later on. But uh, just this time of year, definitely like putting out mineral. I know we're about to start running it uh, in Virginia, uh, back at our farms. Perry and Evan and my little brother James will be kind of heading that up since I'm back in Colorado. But yeah, it's just a good little tool for the toolkit there. I don't know why you guys are putting out shit. We found out two weeks ago there isn't a deer on that damn farm. Well, you left, and then we were fucking covered up in them, man. This that's a, <laughs> it's funny. Uh, so we just had our HLE kind of team trip out at our family farm. We were doing a, supposed to be a, a, a doe hunt and uh, only killed two. And man, we, it was hot, hot, hot the whole damn weekend. And a cold front came in the last day. Everybody had already left. And that last day we saw 15 deer from the cabin. Caleb killed one from the cabin porch. We sent Pete on a stalk on a bunch. And of course that dipshit fucking scared them all off. There's a herd of eight came out. It's probably the pop start wrappers in his pocket. Scared oh them off. Oh my gosh, dude. He just like, it was so he's, funny. He's so, an albino Sasquatch. He's not going to fucking sneak up on them things. So these does come out and they're in the bottom, um, kind of like on our power line. You guys, you know, obviously know where that is. And then we, I send Pete up around and uh, John Ritter is following him. And you just see Pete go over the IV line and kind of go down. And then I just see all the deer run the opposite, like complete opposite direction <laughs> that they came. I had to call him and tell him, like, yeah, you spooked him, dude. I was like, did they see you? He was like, yeah, I came over the ridge and they were just staring at me. I was like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Man, he didn't learn a single lesson from our antelope hunt, but that's Pete. Carter's a damn saint for taking him under his wing all weekend. I had to tag Caleb in in the fourth quarter, though, on the last day. <laughs> I could tell you were getting pretty frustrated. <laughs> it's just, he's just a loud guy. He just makes noise, you know? And that's just who he is, and that's why we love Pete. He, he even chews loud. <laughs> the 9 a.m. bourbons probably didn't help. They only helped. <laughs> I think they that's only- the only way uh, Carter could have tolerated it. <laughs> no, I was talking about Pete also hitting him at 9 uh, a.m. Yeah, that, that definitely didn't help. Oh, man, it was a hell of a trip, man. We can recap that a little bit uh, on our on Thursday's podcast. But, uh, yeah, this is great tips. Um, don't want to ramble too much. Keep it short and sweet, but just quick recap how to pack gauze into wounds. Don't use fucking tampons, boys and girls. And then now it's late season, you know, inventory. Put them on, put your cameras on the uh, late season food and then, you know, supplement with minerals. Help get some idea what bucks made it through, what bucks might be still cruising around. Might not be habituating your property, but on a property nearby, you might be able to pull them in for a quick picture. So, yeah, as always, we appreciate the how to you guys. Thanks a lot.